Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. And welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Creator Kids. Many of our kids had interrupted school years recently, and it's great to be able to follow up in the summer to keep them learning and building relevant skills. Creator Kids is the place to do that. They'll get a live teacher there to help them with watercolor painting, iMovie, digital painting, drawing, chess, and more. Visit Creator Kids with a Z and use promo code KIDSTORIES20 for a 20% discount on any class you order. Now on to some shout-outs. River from Kingston, Ontario likes the show. Her favorite character is Tatiana, and she is patiently waiting for a Tatiana origin story. River, I think if you were a character on the show, you'd be a crafter of magical arrows, and Tatiana would seek you out so you could make her the most powerful arrows in the valley. Thanks for listening, River. Asiya listens every morning, and she shared a drawing of a rainbow-colored gloop. That is a great drawing, Asiya. Thanks for that. I think if you were a character in the valley, you would be the wielder of the rainbow wand, a great magical artifact that projects rainbow power. Thanks for listening, Asiya. Theo Nurs from Durham, North Carolina is a big fan. Theo shared a tree beast drawing that I really enjoyed. If you were a character in the Valley, Theo, you'd be a copy of Master Momo, made by a powerful copying artifact that can create copies of people. Thanks for listening, Theo. Today's episode is titled Mira and the Dragon's Egg, Part 3. Stella and Mira continued exploring through the dreadful hollows. Without any sunlight, they had no idea how long they had been searching. They did know that they were very tired. And very suspicious. Something had been following them through these tunnels. They didn't know what, but they felt its presence in the darkness all around them. It made sounds like the wind, and it lurked among the shadows. Sometimes it felt like it was right next to them, and other times it seemed to be watching them from off in the darkness. At the beginning of this journey, Stella and Mira felt confident and excited. Now they felt suspicious and eager to be done with it. Mira, we've been at this for hours. 
maybe even an entire day, said Stella. When are we going to move on and, well, not give up, but, you know, maybe leave and try again another time? Mira had been thinking the same thing, wondering how long they would search before calling it off. I don't know. I guess we go until we've tried all the tunnels on the maps. Then if we haven't found it, we head back out the way we came and go home, said Mira. Stella agreed. They knew the ancient maps they had were not all correct, but they figured if they determined which parts were right, then they could start making a correct map of the Dreadful Hollows. And that would certainly count for something at Riverwood Academy, so they wouldn't return empty-handed. The girls searched and searched and made notes and corrections on the maps. Then, a long hallway led them to a dead end. Who tunnels a long hallway with nothing at the end? wondered Mira. Wait. Look closer. There's, there's something carved into the wall here, Stella said. She and Mira lay their glowing wands on the floor as they examined the wall. They noticed intricate carvings. The carvings had faded over time but were still visible. It's a dragon, said Mira. On this wall of stone was a carving of a large dragon, breathing fire upon the ground below it. The girls wiped centuries of dust off the wall with their hands to get a better look. Mira? I think this is a door, said Stella. The door had no handle, so it was easily mistaken for just another part of the wall. But as the girls rubbed their hands on the stone, they noticed the carvings were contained within the shape of an arched doorway. A door with no handle? wondered Mira. Does it only open from the other side, maybe? Look down here. Are these words? said Stella. The girls crouched down near the floor to try and make out words carved into the stone. Mira read. It, it looks like it says, The future remains hidden. A light reveals the path. The shadows are watching. There is no turning back. Well, that's the creepiest poem ever, said Stella. Chills ran through the girls as they considered this poem and what it meant. A light reveals the path, repeated Mira. Maybe our lights. She picked her wand up off the ground and held it close to the stone door. Stella did the same. As the lights of their wands shone on the door, it began to sparkle and glisten. They saw tiny gemstones in the carvings that they hadn't noticed before. Red gemstones in the eyes of the dragon carving. Yellow gemstones in the carvings of the sun. Different gemstones set in the door all over the carving twinkled when the lights of the wands hit them. Make it brighter, suggested Mira. The girls lit their wands brighter and brighter, so bright they needed to squint and look away. The gemstones on the door now seemed to glow and shine on their own, as if the girls' wands had somehow activated the door itself. The wall rumbled as the heavy stone door began to move. Stella and Mira backed up, holding their wands in front of them. The gemstones set into the door all glistened brightly as if they were being lit from within. The door rumbled and creaked open slowly, revealing a huge open room. The girls slowly entered the room, holding their glowing wands out in front of them. 
This is the biggest room I've ever seen, said Stella. She lifted her wand above her head, and the light reflected on the ceiling far above. Yeah, wow. You could fit an entire village in here, buildings and everything, said Mira. Or, you know, a dragon, said Stella. They looked at each other and felt closer than ever to finding the dragon's egg. In their excitement, they began running around the room, shining their wand lights all over, trying to find some clue to lead them to the next thing. Finally, they discovered another stone door. It was just as big as the first one. There were no intricate pictures carved into its surface. This door featured handprints all over it, from the bottom all the way to the top, handprints of all sizes and shapes. And in the middle of the door was another poem. Great, another creepy door riddle, said Stella. Mira read it aloud. Powerful magic cannot be destroyed, only kept for the future. Whoever is worthy may enter the void. Whoever is not will remain here. The girls stood in silence for a moment, trying to figure out what the words meant. So if we're worthy, then we can open the door? wondered Mira. And if we're not worthy, then we'll remain here? said Stella, repeating that part of the puzzle. Maybe it means that if we try to open the door and we are worthy, then it'll open for us, began Mira. But if we try to open the door and we are not worthy, then we're stuck here forever? That sounds about right, said Stella. Well, at least everyone knows where we are, said Mira. If we're not worthy, then maybe we'll get trapped in this room, but somebody will surely come looking for us. Okay, I'm convinced, said Stella. Mostly I'm just dying to see what's on the other side of this door. Now, there was no handle on the door, but the girls understood why it was covered in handprints. They felt around on the door for handprints their size, and they pushed. They pushed and pushed harder and harder against the door. Their feet scraped on the floor as they struggled to maintain their footing. Stella and Mira were strong, but there was no way they would normally be able to push this big, heavy stone door. Still, the door rumbled and began to slowly open. They pushed it open to reveal a dragon's egg. It was bright silver and glowing gently, and it was floating in the darkness. Even the wand lights couldn't penetrate this darkness. There seemed to be no ground, no walls, no ceiling, nothing. Just darkness and a huge egg floating in the center. This must be the void that the riddle mentioned, said Stella. Do we just step out there? Into the void? asked Mira. There seemed to be nothing to step onto. It looked like if they stepped into this room, they would simply fall into the darkness. I think so, said Stella. I think we just need to trust that we are worthy and step out there to get the egg. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the only way, said Mira. They each cautiously lifted a foot. They leaned forward and trusted that they were right. They were terrified of falling into this void and being lost forever. Their legs shook and their breathing quickened. They trusted their instincts and set their feet down on something. No floor appeared. 
but they were able to safely step out into this void without falling or floating away. They stepped carefully to the egg. Mira stood on one end and Stella stood at the other end. They lifted it with both hands and stepped back out through the doorway. They set the egg on the ground in the big giant room, and the stone doorway to the void slammed shut. The slamming spooked them, and they jumped. Then they sat next to the egg and lay their hands on it, exploring its surface. It was perfectly smooth. So, do you think we need to sit on it? joked Mira. Stella chuckled. <laughs> Will it even hatch here? Are we going to have to try and roll this egg back out the way we came? Ugh, that'd take forever. Before Stella could finish her sentence, the egg began humming softly. It grew brighter and was hot to the touch. Stella and Mira scooted back on the floor. They suddenly realized the potential danger of being next to a dragon's egg when it hatched. What if this dragon wasn't nice? What if it was hungry? Stella and Mira, near panic now, continued scooting back as they sat on the floor. Before they could stand and run back out the way they came, the egg cracked. They were mesmerized. They couldn't look away. Bright lights of all colors shined through the cracks and finally the egg burst open in a flash of bright rainbow colors. A small dragon sat now in the middle of the cracked egg. It was the size of a large dog, only longer because of its tail. Its scales were mostly silver, but also flecked with every other color. The dragon slowly extended its wings and stretched them out as if they were sore from being cooped up in the egg for so long. It yawned and arched its back, making a quiet croaking sound. The dragon then noticed Mira and Stella. Its eyes went wide at first as if it were scared. Then the dragon leaped up and bounded toward them. The girls were still sitting on the ground. They didn't have enough time to stand and run. They lifted their wands in defense just as the dragon crashed into them and... Cuddled them? It rubbed its head into their chests and bellies like a cuddly little puppy. It rolled in their laps and curled up, making purring sounds. I think it's imprinting on us, said Mira. We're the first thing it saw after it was born, so it thinks we're its parents. As long as it doesn't think we're its lunch, I'm okay with that, said Stella. The dragon continued cuddling the girls, and they tried to avoid its sharper parts. All right, dragon, said Mira, standing up. Let's get you out of here. Dragon? Uh, maybe we should give it a proper name, suggested Stella. Of course, said Mira. How about... The girls stood thinking for a moment. Before they could begin discussing appropriate dragon names, there was a rumbling in the cave all around them. Dust fell from the ceiling. The shadows swirled around with an impossible wind. The little silver rainbow dragon made scared, whimpering noises and huddled at Stella and Mira's feet. I thought this was supposed to be some all-powerful dragon, said Stella. Why is it cowering in fear? It's still a baby, said Mira. Well, maybe even dragons get scared. Mira and Stella stood back to back, scanning the darkness, looking for whatever was causing all this mayhem. Mira reached down and petted the dragon's shiny scales. 
Don't worry, dragon. We'll protect you. The wind and rumbling stopped. Before Stella and Mira stood a great beast made of pure shadow. It was like black clouds in the shape of a human. It stood twenty feet tall, and long, dark black claws stuck out from the ends of its shadow arms. You'll protect nothing, hissed the evil shadow creature. You freed the dragon for me. For me, me, me. For centuries I've haunted these halls, seeking the magic rainbow dragon. And now, finally, I take it. And who stands in my way will be destroyed. Stella and Mira now realized that this was the creature lurking in the shadows, following them the entire time they'd been in the dreadful hollows. This strange evil made of pure darkness surrounded them. Its arms stretched and its body grew and moved. Every way the girls turned, there it was, right in front of them and closing in. The two young wizards held out their wands, making them glow as bright as they could to keep the beast at bay. They were afraid to use their goofy magic in such a dangerous situation, afraid it would go wonky and ruin everything. But they had to act fast, as the darkness surrounded them and the lights on their wands grew dim. The End We're ending on a cliffhanger here, so I know the next episode will be very exciting. The website is kidsstoriespodcast.com. Send your emails to kidsstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And access so many, many more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidsstoriespodcast. Adios!